Hi guys, so we had this fire entrance for you guys, and of course, in the middle of it, we had technical difficulties and didn't get any of it. So, what we did, we kept it going, and we just cut out the part that was really, really messed up, and we decided to go over it, and we started just at the part where we were discussing which match would be the would would be the show stealer, either um, it would be Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin, or it would be Samoa Joe and Ricochet, and that's where we left off, and that's where you guys will pick up at. Listen to us Wednesday, and I promise you, <laughs> less technical difficulties. And definitely a lot more talking and wrestling. And much in a much better entrance too. Enjoy the show, guys. Well <laughs> Third time's gotta be the charm. It, ha- it has to be. It has That's to be. The term. Luck gotta be on our side sometime. Exactly. <laughs> but and, well, I was and, just saying I was just saying how Samoa Joe is used to guys like Ricochet because he wrestled for TNA for so many years and he wrestled that cruiserweight type of style with the X division. So this might take him back to his roots. He might pull out some his old bag of tricks, moves we haven't seen in a while because he's wrestling a guy like Ricochet who's – he's nonstop movement. I mean, he's boom, 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 boom. So he, he might have to go down to his dirty bag of tricks here. I'm eager to see this one too. I, I forgot about that one. But I'm eager to see this one too. Yeah, that's – I think the, the both Co, uh, Kofi and Ziggler and Joe and Ricochet, those are – Definitely, in my opinion, going to tear down the house. Yeah, those workhorses. Yeah, definitely. But let's go to uh, let's go through the whole card and, and let's uh, go through our predictions and see how all this is going to play out. Let's start with the WWE Cruiserweight Championship, which more than likely will be on the pre-show, which is really starting to get irritating to me because if anybody who's been paying attention just noticed, the Cruiserweights have been tearing the place down on pre-shows. And I think it's really only a matter of time before they actually end up on a main show and really be able to give, you know, show people who don't watch 205 Live regularly, show them what 205 Live is all about. Because, I mean, if you've seen a match, it's just fast-paced. Like you said before, a lot of kickouts, a lot of action. and Non-stop. And this time around, we actually have a a Cruiserweight Triple Threat Championship match with taking on both Akira Tozawa and Drew Gulak. This one, I think, will probably will, will probably top all of the 205 matches that I've seen. I think it, it's going to be that good because, I mean, all three of these guys, Tony Nese has been a, a really good champion for 205 Live so far. I think he's, I think he's carried the company extremely well. That's my, that's my pick right there, to retain. Definitely, I completely, I completely agree with you. I think Nice is going to go on the hold to it. Not to say that Tazawa and Gulak aren't going to give him a fight because they're definitely going to give to him. Especially Drew Gulak, I think he's the real uh, dark horse in this match. If, if we're getting, if we're getting any type of swerve uh, in this match, I think it definitely be uh, Drew Gulak. I think he's the X factor in this match. Uh, he's able to keep up with both of them and uh, just Gulak coming from wrestling, you know, a, a wrestling dynasty for the Gulaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can definitely, he can definitely turn this, uh, you know, turn it around and actually get this win. I honestly think he's going to be the one calling the match, <laughs> you know, or to be the main one, the main one calling it, you know, probably like right. 60%. I mean, he's gonna probably going to call their own spots. It would be a lot of spots, a lot of spots. But I, I think Gulak's going to be calling the majority of them, you know. He seems like an old-school type of guy where he doesn't mind doing the job as long as it looks good, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and especially now in the climate that WWE is in, especially with people saying the, how low the morale is. I was saying the, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I, and I was saying for all the issues that WWE has right now, for people that have made the decision to stay, people like the Usos, uh, Mike and Maria Canellas, who have all signed, signed contracts, and uh, rumoredly uh, Gallows and Anderson, they're rumored to have signed a contract but can't be confirmed yet. Yeah, those are the people that are really going to shine because I believe that there's really going to be a mass exodus of people that leave WWE. AEW. And, 
<laughs> and maybe and maybe they could pull a Joey Ryan to just decide to be on the independents because the independents are so quote unquote in, which I, I feel like the in, the Indies have always been in the the Indies have always been entertaining to me, you know. But you have the WWE marks that you know that's all they watch and that's all they you know all they're used to. But the people that stay, not only you know are they signing these big contracts, but when all these people leave. Those are the people that WWE is going to push, and they're going to get the pushes that they haven't been able to get for so long because of the crowded, uh, the 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 crowded roster. Exactly, and exactly. And doesn't it almost feel like you you was talking about different independents? Doesn't it almost feel like we're going back to the territory days of like the seventies and eighties? It yeah. does, especially yeah. you look at the uh, you look at especially the big ones, yeah, the big ones like um. You know, Ring of Honor and Progress and Evolve. It it really takes you to a place where you where you're back. You know, in the times of NWA and CW. You know, it really takes you back to that place, and it actually makes you excited if you're a wrestling fan, or at least you should be. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah, because everybody was it was so exciting when WWE was on top and. You know, everybody would, you know, everybody decided, oh, after the war drove, I was like, oh, WWE won. And then it got to be, oh, WWE was all it was. And now that you have what's considered a stale product, now everybody else is looking for that, you know, that next big competition, which obviously at this point, AAU is giving it to them when you, when, you know, when you sell out the Sears Center in 15 minutes. Woo! <laughs> yeah, I tell exactly. You. Oh, it's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting. Stay tuned, folks. <clears throat> definitely stay tuned. So uh, let's go to the next match, uh, which will be the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Uh, that will be uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan taking on Heavy Machinery. So, uh, did Daniel Bryan make somebody mad in, in backstage for him to get put this low on the card and to have him, like, because he was just a champion like two, three months ago. Like, you know, so it just seems like you took a top talent and just basically just swept them under the rug. Like, yeah, let's. I understand you want to push new people, but Daniel Bryan is not no pushover. Even though he's still a SmackDown champion, I still feel like he's still low on the card. Like, he's a SmackDown w, the tag team champion, but it's like irrelevant. And Daniel Bryan, he has it, you know? But I, yeah. this is how I feel. Yeah, I, I consider this match nothing more than filler to me. I kind of get yeah. if they want to push the tag team championships. But if, if you're trying to push the tag team championships up to prominence, don't you think you should put it against more established opponents? Not to say that there's anything wrong with heavy machinery, exactly. but they, they, they've just been the victims of really bad booking and, and not enough exposure. To the point where people are like, what's the point of this match? For no other reason other than just to, to get over Brian Rowan and the titles. Yeah, exactly. And it's almost like having machinery is comical. Like, this is a comedy match. You, you, you know? And like you said, yeah. it's a filler match. And Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan can go. He can go. You oh, yeah. Know? So I was feeling they could go against the Usos or bring in uh, Gallows and Anderson. Or you know a more established tag team to kind of boost this thing up and make it like a two out of three falls match. I mean, I mean it's for a title. It's for a title, and y'all making it a filler match. Like really? For, <laughs> for anything, they could have uh, they could have made this retarded. <laughs> Excuse me, I can't say that. I can't say that. Pardon that me. Offend anybody? Yeah. <laughs> Living a politically correct society now. Yes, we that we are definitely politically correct, and let me say, and might as well say it while it's already been said. I do not have any problem with anybody who's mentally handicapped. I love everybody, a hundred percent, regardless of race, creed, gender, otherwise. Moving on, all listeners, all listeners, we appreciate all of you, but this asinine, yes, hard rule. Why don't you make it at least a little bit more interesting and include it? For pay-per-views too. Yeah. Why not? Make it a little more interesting. Put somebody in this and like I said before, it's nothing wrong with heavy machinery. I think they're highly entertaining. I would like to be surprised and and this be a really good, interesting match. 
The only problem that I see is I don't see how it benefits anybody at the end of the day because I don't see I don't see heavy machinery winning this match, and it's and it's almost like another loss is like going to put them deeper yeah. down the hole. down the rabbit hole exactly exactly and they don't have any notable catchphrases you know no notable promos so if they were to win the title tonight what are they going to say tomorrow? Exactly, and and let's not forget the Yolo County tattoos. <laughs> yeah, like, like hey, those cobra belts definitely look like something I made when I was like ten or twelve. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, you know, we all made one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. I, I just got upset because I always made my straps too short. So, <laughs> kid, when I was little, so it's like I couldn't even wrap it around my waist. That's funny. That is too funny. Too- uh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, yeah, heavy machinery. You know, I best for them. I wish they get a, a proper push. I think they need to work on their mic skills so they can be up to that next caliber. Uh, for them having a title shot right now, I think it's a little too soon. I don't think they're well established yet, meaning I don't see any signs in the crowd that says heavy machinery. If there is, I must have missed over it. But, you know, I I just think they need a, a, a better build-up, you know. Have them beat notable guys. Have them do one-on-one matches when they win. Have them do more backstage promos. Uh, just have them do a little bit more. Sit out when there's a tag team match. Have them sit at commentary and commentate the match with, with the commentary team, you know. I mean, you get more familiar with them. Yeah, anything just to anything just to build them up. Like, yeah, usually they have they have a Gallows and Anderson feel to them, and like they just got on the main roster, and that's yeah. you know, and and like I say, they're very entertaining and they're good workers. On top of that, like I really want to, I want to see them put on one hell of a match just so somebody back there will pay attention and be like, wow, these big guys can really go. Let's put, let's get a push behind them and, and, you know, see what they can do. Yes, yeah. And just like on Raw, you know, it was Daniel Bryan against Seth Rollins. Why didn't Heavy Machinery do a run-in? It, it, you know? I don't know. I just would have thought they would have did a run-in just to – because everybody did a run-in on that episode. Did you see it? I did not. I did not. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, uh, it was Rollins against Daniel Bryan. Um Eric Rowan got involved, then the Usos got involved, then the New Day got involved, then the Revival got involved. But I'm like, isn't it? Yeah, that was Brian and Rowan going against everybody, get out of here. And now, and then they restarted the match with just Rollins and, and Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I caught that uh, the day after. I did. Yeah, but I'm just like, where, where was the guys that Daniel Bryan and Rowan supposed to wrestle? Like, why didn't they, why weren't they there? I mean, that was a main event match. You could have put them in there, you know. To let people know, like, hey, these guys are supposed to be fighting them, and they're doing a run in to, to go against them. Like, I don't know. I think they just just have been involved. Oh no! Well, when you think about it, they've been trying to. They've been pulling out all the stops to, you know, try to get the raw viewership up. So if they felt like I wasn't mad at. I wasn't really mad at. So it was like, hey, at least you guys are trying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Trying. <laughs> trying. All right, so let's go to the next match, which will be. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre again. Fight. Again. Okay. I think this is. I think this is going to be a stealth, brutal, busted mouth, busted nose, big, big slams, big moves type of bout. Both of these are big brute men. And, you know, I don't think you're going to see any headlock takeovers, <laughs> any drop toe holds. Big power moves, big power hits. I think this is going to be a, a, a fight, an old school fight. Shay, you are technically, you are the most technically sound podcasters I, I've ever heard. And because yes. I'm going to pose this question to you. Go ahead. Why would we've already seen this before? Yeah. Well, <laughs> In this match already, I don't understand why they're putting. If they're building up the feud, I get it. Yeah. The problem. I think it's gonna be. Uh huh. The I was gonna say the problem with it is one. 
that I completely agree that this match needs to happen, but I feel like with the way this is going on, why are you putting it on stomping grounds? When I feel that to me, this is another match that I don't think is going to amount to anything because both guys are already over the, uh, uh, a program between them. I, I don't really feel like it's going to do anything for either one. Roman's already over. I don't know what's happened over the past couple of weeks, but maybe somebody, some, maybe somebody listened to the John Moxley interview and said, "Well, let's see, you know, this charisma, you know, that that Roman Reigns has that nobody's been able to see because he's been fire on Mike." Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, holy crap, like, where was this like a year and a half ago? Two years ago. Exactly. This? And obviously, to me, in my, per- in my personal opinion, it was Vince McMahon. Judge me. Don't care. And I'm, <laughs> a lot of people, and I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of, uh, a lot of people agree, and some disagree. But I just think all in all, is feel like you once you've seen this match, like you kind of you've kind of seen and you're you're not really looking forward to anything other than to see if McIntyre is going to go one up on Roman. That's well, all right. What I think should happen, you know, I love stipulations in a match. It almost it almost like brings out more of each person's character. I think it should be a street fight. Now, now follow me here. A street fight between these two. You know Shane's gonna get involved. Little Viper's gonna get involved. So for them to get involved and for Roman to still get the win will help put Roman Reigns over even more. Because he's the golden boy. We all know that. For Roman sure. Reigns is gonna be the golden child, you know. He had a little minor setback, but he's gonna come back and he's gonna be the golden child. So it'll be like he beat same he he beat um um Drew McIntyre. When Drew McIntyre had Shane and Revival helping him, and he still overcame the odds. How could he not be the next world champion? You know, that's how I see it going. That's why I say this is going to be a fight. It, you know, because I think Vince is using this to see if Roman is ready again. You know, he put his trust in him in 2015 to go against Brock at WrestleMania. So he's going to see is he ready again? Does he still have that fire? Let's see if he has that fire. You know. Yeah. Even though it's not it's not a street fight though, but I feel it's going to be like a street fight. Yeah, it's definitely going to be stiff. I, uh, McIntyre lit a fire. It, you know, Roman's always got a fire under him, but you know, yeah. he made about you know about his kids. Like, oh, you messed up the <laughs> entire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He already had that. Shane McMahon had it coming too. But I loved seeing McIntyre get his just due, just because he, in my personal opinion, he's a prick of colossal proportions. Uh, what he did, what he did to, uh, um, goodness, what's his name? Oh, um, he, um, I know he's talking about the dude with the red hair. Yeah, um, yeah. What's his name? Heath Slater. Heath Slater. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? I, I've, I've always loved the I Got Kids gimmick. I've always loved that. Yeah. <laughs> it up, it's only like, look, I got kids out here. Like, it's real out here. And I, I think it's so underrated because I think so many, especially these days, so many people can relate to that. Like, yo, I got kids. I need this raise. Yeah. <laughs> I got kids coming up in high school. Like, I need to help out. And to see McIntyre do him like that was just like, oh, that, that got under my skin. Like, he definitely got some real heat for me from that. So, I'm not, I, I'm not, Look too looking forward to this match only because, like, I've seen it before. Like, I feel like you know, part of me feels like it's kind of a one dimensional match, but I, but I would love to see. I actually want to see McIntyre win this match, okay? Okay, like, McIntyre get the W. I feel, I feel like <laughs> McIntyre is getting his come up in soon, he's been you know, he's been fire on the mic, uh. He, he play he plays the jerk just so so well so well like you you really you want to hate him so much you know but then once you said you know you hear him on mic and he sounds great on mic and then God if you're next to your girlfriend watching wrestling she's swooning over him it's like it's kind of hard to hate him you know yeah yeah I like him I like the heel that he is because I like his appearance. Jack, he has the beard, and he has that Scottish accent. I don't know what it is with pro wrestlers and um, 
and some being foreigners, but they always make the best heels. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I think he, I think he's perfect too. Um, as far as getting the W tonight, I don't I don't see why he would get the W. Um, unless he's going to be the next contender for Seth Rollins. Which you know. I feel it has to be the next move, in my personal opinion. You know, unless unless Brock, you, unless you know Brock cashes in, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about yeah. that his match. But uh, yeah. you know, I'd love to say uh, once this once this program is finished, I feel like there's nothing else left for him but the Universal or the World Title Chase. This is there's nothing left for him after that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so next match, we're heading into the women's division with the SmackDown Women's Championship. Alexa Bliss taking on Bailey. Bailey against who? Alexa Bliss. Who? <laughs> Alexa Bliss. Who's that? <laughs> oh, good one. She's been all over the TV lately. I don't get it. I don't get her. I, I mean, how is she over? What did she do to get over? I know she cashed in with last year against Nia Jax. Right. But even then, I was just like, "Who are you, and why are you on my TV?" Like, I don't get it. Another just another blonde haired girl. I don't see it. I don't see that. I think it's, you know, following following the story between these two. I like it. I liked it. Like before, I wasn't really excited about this match until I got to SmackDown. Once I got to SmackDown, once uh, I saw SmackDown on Tuesday and I saw the interaction between them two and the interference from Nikki Cross, I was like, okay, I get it now. Because you got you got a sense, you had a sense that their back and forth, it's a little bit of realness to that. You know, say a little bit of real emotions behind oh, like, You know, yeah, saying, like saying, somebody saying having that backstage. Yeah, Alexa saying that uh, Bailey's a placeholder. Yeah. That, yeah. It, from anybody who's been paying attention, you I know when she said, I was like, ooh, because, you know, when you think about it, she didn't have this big push before. And and me, okay, let's break, let's break kayfabe for a little bit. Fuck it. I mean, would you, if Sasha Banks was still here right now, would Bailey be in this position? I don't think so. I don't think so. So, so in that regards, and like I said, that's just my personal opinion. But yeah, when you think about it, this is uh, they gave her the title because they want Sasha. Hey, look what your friend is doing. Come back, yeah. you can yeah, exactly. do. You know, and it's like, <laughs> and like I said, anybody who's been following the storyline, I think, will come to that conclusion. And like she, so I feel like in my opinion, Alexa had a very valid point. <laughs> and I found it funny that that was that was what ticked Bailey off to throw the first to throw the first elbow. Yeah, <laughs> the first elbow. Oh, no, oh, come on, and like everybody saw it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I'm watching SmackDown right now, and they just showed that segment. It just, just it. Hey, so it really was funny when I said throw the first elbow. Yeah, yeah. I just watched it throw the first elbow. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, Alexa had a very valid point. So I, I, you, I think every wrestling fan loves when there's a little bit of realness to each storyline. Yeah. Was, oh. And me seeing that, I'm like, okay, well now I'm invested in this match, especially because I want to see how Nikki Cross comes out of this. Exactly. I like like a shoot. I like a good shoot interview. We're gonna end like how Alexa because. We, okay, in all fairness, like we've kind of seen this before from from Alexa, you know the whole thing with uh, Mickey James and then being friends with Nia Jax. But like we've seen this before, but Nikki Cross is a different because she's a different kind of that kind of animal. Like that's not that that's not the type of person that you want to you know screw over. She looked like she changes in the men's locker room. <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> Like she just, I mean, like she just looks tough. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Maybe I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like she looks a man. She just she, like. Don't, I, she, 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 she
Yeah, Nikki Cross, I think, is the X factor in that match. You know? <laughs> and I think if Bailey gets the win tonight, then Nikki Cross will probably be up next. You know? Yeah, I think. She's tough as nails, man. Tough as nails. Definitely. And she's going to have her friends back tonight. You know, so. Yeah. It better yeah. She With the coffee. She makes sure she's not going to get that coffee. Okay, so now, before we go to the next match, let's talk about it real quick. Let's talk about it. You've got Alexa Bliss, and she's got Nikki Cross on her side. What are the chances that WWE has kissed so much behind that they had convinced Sasha to come back and help her out, to help Bailey out tonight? What are the um, chances? I doubt it. I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, don't let Sasha's tweet of private party for AEW confuse you. They've been friends for they're – they're all best friends. Yeah. Help train them. I don't see – you know, I didn't see this as the slight that everybody else thought it was. And she did go back – and she has gone back, you know, to do work for AEW – for no, excuse me, not AEW, but WWE. They, she's done and done, like, WWE work and stuff for their game, which, yeah. you know, she could be like, well, let me do that just to make sure my coins are straight when I leave. We don't know. But the fact that she has gone back and done that stuff, you kind of got to believe they're possibly in a better place than they were before. And God knows, Stomping Grounds could use that boost. I was just thinking, that's going to be a huge pop if she comes on. I might be the biggest pop of the night. Oh, for sure. Come out to help Bailey. For sure. For sure. Like, that's going to be a huge, a huge ovation. You imagine, like, she, you know, Alexa Bliss has been brainwashing uh, Nikki Cross, and, you know, that, you know, Sasha went, uh, excuse me, Bailey wins the match, and, you know, Alexa's mad, and she tells Nikki Cross, let's get her, and they're jumping on her, and then the next thing you hear, and place will come off that place. That place will go nuts. Oh, place will go nuts. I would love to see that happen. Well, do do I think it'll happen? I'm gonna say twenty eighty no. Yeah, I'm gonna hit towards a no too. But if it does. That's gonna be good for the company. Oh, that oh, that's gonna be great for the company, great for the pay per view because then everyone they can get WWE can definitely ride that for next year. And be like, hey, some girls, Sasha Banks came back last year. You never know what's gonna happen here at Stomping Grounds. But and also at the same time, if that do happen, they have to do it right. They, like <laughs> next night on Raw, you can't put Sasha in a losing match against somebody. You know, like you gotta you gotta ride that wave now because if she comes back, she's gonna be the hottest basically kind of free agent in the company. For sure. And you do not put her on SmackDown. Yeah, don't you put her on SmackDown. You put her on Raw because for the love of Hollywood, please give me Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch. Oh, give it to me. <laughs> give it to me. All day. You ain't kidding, man. You ain't, and that might be what they're shooting for because they were talking because, uh, you know, I've been reading up on it. And they said that their original plan was they were they really wanted to get her back here by SummerSlam. So can you imagine Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks? Can you imagine the talk that will be? Oh my gosh! <sighs> so I'm you sorry. what? I, I'm hey, I've been a hundred bucks and I paid it, and I pay a hundred bucks for that. <laughs> hey, judge me. Everybody go call me crazy. I don't care. I love wrestling. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, moving on. <laughs> Let's go to on to the next match: the Raw Women's Championship. Lacey Evans taking on the African Becky Lynch. I think Becky Lynch will get this win, but Lacey Evans ain't nobody to sneeze at. That girl, oh my god, she is jacked. Like if you look at the size of her back, that's great muscle going across. So I think if she in this matchup, I don't. Baker Lynch is the most popular, you know what I mean? Like, but Lacey Evans, though, I think maybe by this time next year, she'll be the champion and people will be fighting for her title. Yeah. To to all the listeners, just to put into perspective, let me tell you, let, let me explain to you why Shay is so high on Lacey Evans. I am six foot six, 370 pounds. 
Lacey Evans has gone through Marine Corps boot camp. This woman could carry me for a couple of miles, okay? Without, without breaking a sweat. That's why. Like, the, yeah. Lacey Evans is so high. And for I think, a, and I think the, she still needs some more work in the ring and on the mic, but once she gets it down pat, she's going to be unstoppable. She's going to be like how Charlotte Flair is now. Get, give, it, give it a year's time. I would say give it a year's time. Give her a year's time and get her some rivalries and give her some rivalries under her belt, a couple title matches. Hey, she will be up there along, you know, along the Becky, you know, the Becky Lynch's, the Charlotte Flair's, the Oscars, you know. Bailey's, all of that. Yeah. yeah. She's going to be in that big title one. For sure. Definitely. I don't see Lacey winning this match. Me either. Me either. Still don't have the momentum on her side. Hey, the man is not playing around out here. And if you saw Monday, you saw why. Yeah. We forgot about the women's right for a second. <laughs> <laughs> when, when Becky put put Lacey on the mat, you're like, oh, Oh, that's why we call her the man. Sorry. I just needed that quick reminder. I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good grief. This is going to be such a hard-hitting match. This, uh, like you said, you were talking You were talking about uh, McIntyre versus Reigns. These ladies, this is no cat fight that's going on here, okay? No. no These ladies are some punches. These ladies are throwing some kids. These ladies are not grabbing you by the hair and putting her and putting the other on the ground. They are picking her up and tossing her down. This is going to be a hard-hitting match. This is going to be a very good match. Both of these ladies are excellent workers. Lacey, for all for all the time that we haven't seen her wrestle, when she does, she impresses. Yeah. Is she Lita? Is she Trish Stratus? No. No. She's not. Okay. But she can work. That's why I say she just needs a little bit more seasoning on her. You know. Definitely. Definitely. I think this is going to be such a great match, but I think the man is going to come out on top. Okay. Uh, okay. I think she constantly wrestles with a chip on her shoulder. I don't think she needs to anymore. She's proven everything that she's needed to prove. Yeah. But she but I let but I love seeing that hunger. And Becky, that this is my title. Oh, you want it? Oh, come get it. But I promise you, you're leaving without this title, less of a tooth and probably a concussion. Concussion, yeah, and a black eye. <laughs> you know? So, oh, this is, I'm so excited about that match. That's going to be such a great match, too. On to the next one. We have the WWE Championship, Kofi Kingston. Taking on bro, uh, excuse, uh, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> it might so, be. Might be. Hey, hey, hey. Who, who knows? I My subconscious was thinking before I was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. WWE Champion Kofi Kingston taking on Dolph Ziggler for the WWE Championship inside a steel cage. Like I said earlier, I yeah. think this is gonna be. I think they might steal the show with the false finishes, the the spots they're gonna do. And both these guys can go. I don't. Th- I don't think I've ever seen Dolph Ziggler take a deep breath, or Kofi Kingston. I don't think I've seen either one of them. They're both veterans in the ring. They both know how to sell to today's standards. You know how to sell. You know. Yeah. So I, I think this is going to be the match of the night right here. This is the one I'm excited about. I think that's going to tear the roof off the place, you know. So, I, um, my prediction: thinking Kofi's going over. Um, I don't know why they don't want to give the title to Dolph. I guess because he can't really cut a promo that well. But if if Dolph <laughs> gets the title, man, I'm shoot, hats off to him. You know, I'm like I said, I'm a big Dolph Ziggler fan. Well, I think Kofi's going to get it tonight. It has nothing. Once again, it has nothing to do with color. <laughs> talent. I'm looking at talent. I'm looking at mic skills. I'm looking at longevity. Like how they're gonna go into Monday and how they're gonna go into the next pay per view. And I think Kofi's gonna carry it for a while. Yeah. For not that it matters, but for those for those listeners that are not aware, we are two African American gentlemen. So why yeah. Chase? <laughs> because I can imagine. I can imagine so many listeners. So many listeners are rolling their eyes like, "Oh, rooting for the black guy." No, hey, we're not. We're not. 
we respect all colors here, but we also keep it fair. Let, let's be, you know, I completely agree with you in the fact I think Kofi's going to win this match. He, the momentum that he has going into this match is absolutely uh, spellbinding to me ever, si- ever since Elimination Chamber. Yeah. I, yes. never, I never thought I would, ne- you know, in my wildest dreams, I never thought that I was going to see, uh, you know, the first full-blood, let's say full-blooded African-American WWE champion. And, and I think... Reason, and the reason he's saying full-blooded because you can say The Rock, but The Rock was half Samoan. Exactly. So, I'm being very specific when I say that. Yeah. You know, because I don't want, I just don't want to say the first African American, look, oh, what about The Rock? Uh, calm down, we get it. <laughs> we yeah, get it. Yeah. But, uh, I love the momentum that he's riding right now. And I think, I, I, let's be honest, <laughs> nobody wanted to go to Saudi Arabia. For this match, Dolph was the only one that was willing to go. Yeah, and and he's being rewarded for it. He's being rewarded for it by getting a w, uh, another WWE Championship shot. <laughs> Let us be completely honest. Let's call a spade a spade here. But at the end, of the day, yeah, at the end of the day, Kofi has been a fighting champion. He has carried he has carried the championship with pride. Yep. Yep. Uh, you could definitely name other people who you could say would be deserving of a championship or deserving to be champion right now, but there is no denying the fact that the fans are behind Kofi. Yeah. Did he proved to the WWE itself, hey, I could carry this championship, I could carry this company. Just give me the chance. I don't see I don't see his momentum slowing down any anytime soon, with the exception of the beast incarnate Brock Lesnar. Woo. Uh, and and Kofi has said he said, Hey, that's in the back of my mind. Like I know uh, that's I think about that too. I know he could pull a complete swerve and decide to put it on me, but I'm ready. I'm built for it. Yeah. You know, and he and should he do it, I believe he does Kofi's gonna have to be hurt. For Brock, for Brock to take this up because he can't, he can't come out there, you know, with the fresh Kofi Kingston and just cash in and think it's going to be easy street. Wrong answer. Nope. He's going to have to get Kofi when he's hurt. Should he decide? Should he decide to cash in on Kofi? I don't see it happening, but hey, seen stranger things happen here in the WWE. And- so yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Kofi. I think Kofi's gonna win this match too. Um, the 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 impending New Day breakup <laughs> that everybody seems to be riding on, which I, I really don't believe, and I think it needs a little more time together yeah. before there's any real breakup. But I, I think Kofi's going to win this one hands down. Same here, same here. And going back to if he faces Brock, and they pencil Brock in to win, what I would do if I was Kofi is I would blow Brock up in that match. Blow him up, like have him doing stuff that, that he didn't even call. Just have him doing like random stuff, chase him around the ring and all this stuff like that. And then once they see Brock blowing up, be like, "Here, that's the champion y'all want. Y'all can have him." You know. I've already seen the blueprint on how to beat Brock Lesnar. I'm going for the nuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and don't let him be the main event. Because he gets sour about that. God, don't let him be the man. Brock Lesnar is some, is literally the, the epitome of the beast incarnate when he's a, when he's in the main event. So, yeah. <laughs> so, let's go on to the last match, which is, of course, the WWE Universal Championship. Baron Corbin taking on champion Seth Rollins. Going into this matchup, on Raw, they put Baron Corbin in a six-man tag match where he got his shoulders pinned to the mat. So what am I looking forward to seeing tonight? Honestly. You know what I mean? Like, what momentum does Baron Corbin have now that he has any possible chance of winning this match when we just saw him lose fair and square? Well, there was a little bit of controversy, but overall, he got pinned with his shoulders to the mat. So what momentum does he have going into this match tonight? Uh, a special guest referee. <laughs> oh, oh, 
man. That's all I got. I had nothing else. Yeah, I'm, like, because I'm like, well, we just saw you lose, so what, what am I looking forward to tonight? Seeing you lose again? I'm not going to pay my money for that. I just saw you lost. Well, different if he, you know, would have beat somebody, you know, or, you know, did something extreme or spectacular to help lead him into going into this match, but you lost. <laughs> I get you. I, I I feel the exact same way. I'm like, why are we seeing this? They, they had during their couple of weeks time. They could have built. They could have, you know, built somebody up, sneak attack stuff, or all the hey, It's my turn now. Do I understand why? Uh, he's gotten better on Mike. You know, I still think he needs. You know, I still think he needs some you know, work on his mic skills. But that's just my personal opinion. Take oh, it with most it. definitely, most definitely. And I, for one, don't understand his gimmick. Why are you still wearing a suit? <laughs> and, you know, I don't get it. I, I um, either. His mic skills are subpar at best. I remember he cut a backstage promo and he he said something that you knew it wasn't coming from him. You knew it was something he had to memorize from a piece of paper. Right. That's what I miss. I, that's what I'm telling. For guys like him, he needs to shoot. Come from the heart. You, you know? Because you can't cut a promo, so just talk. I remember they, uh, Ryback had to do that. Like, Ryback couldn't cut a promo, but he could shoot. I remember sitting there listening to him. He was on commentary one day. Him and um, Curtis Axel, and they was doing their whole tag team thing. And Ryback was just talking. I was like, why don't you just let him talk? He sounds so much better than when they try to cut a written down promo. You know what I mean? I just yeah. let him talk. That's what I think Baron Corbin needs, just to talk. But who am I, hey? We need to get Baron. No, we need to get Baron Corbin the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just my personal opinion. We need I to get- think he needs to be able to stable. I think it should be him. I like that. Like they did this for like a week or two, but it was him, um, Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre. And I was like, Oh, that's a good one. I hope they ride I, with that. I didn't think so. I thought it was stupid too. It was like it's just three guys from three different personalities put together. It was, it was like a, a, a strong man version of 3MB. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> from that. I didn't get it when they did that then. I'm like, Oh, god, you guys are really reaching. But here's the thing they should have Shane McMahon as their manager to talk for him. Like I think, I, I think I could go with that. Yeah, yeah, because right now Shane McMahon's talking for Elias and Drew McIntyre, and I was like, huh, they could put, well, they could put Baron Corbin in there with them, you know? I don't know. Have Shane be the manager to talk for him, but like, it, it I think Baron Corbin needs to be in a stable on his own. I don't think he can hold any anything, you know. I don't think he holds any weight. I don't think anybody buys into him. You know, not at all. But. I think they're paying their money to see Seth Rollins win. They're not paying their money to see Seth Rollins beat up Baron Corbin. They could care. Less. You could have put uh, uh, who, who Todd Dellinger in there. You know what I mean? Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> you put, what's the other dude? Uh, he used to come out with Fandango. Uh, Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So. I'm- Hey, hey, we are not gonna talk about probably we are not gonna talk about Prince Pretty like that. I haven't liked Tyler Breeze. I, I like him too. I like him too. But I think what I'm saying is I think those guys get better reaction than Baron Corbin would. Heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. Did you see him did you see his reaction at NXT Takeover 25 taking on the Velveteen Dream? Oh my gosh. Velveteen Dream can go too. I don't like the whole um I don't like that whole uh, what's the what's the word the um, the gold dust type of thing. What's it called? Androgynous. Yeah, the, the, I love it. Uh, I don't, dude, he's the, come on, dude. We loved Prince. Stop it. <laughs> Prince. Come on. Hold on. Now. You, you come on. Now. Prince to you I ain't never been Prince. No, I am not making a comparison when I say that. And, yeah. and if I. If I am, it's only on the basis of androgynous behavior. Yeah. It's the only comparison that I'm making. Uh, but that being said, I think that that's what sets Velveteen's gimmick off. I think, like, 
I get it. I and I completely get what you're saying from a completely different perspective that we could talk about off uh, off mic that we will understand. Yeah, I get you. I get you. But for the sole purpose of making a character in professional wrestling that people will find entertaining, I love it. I love it. Okay, okay. Get it. <laughs> now, now, look, that's, now that's, the, that's the thing. We don't even talk about Baron Corbin anymore because he's so irrelevant. We went to Velveteen Dream and Prince. <laughs> okay, let's knock this out of the park. Hey, Seth Rollins is going to win. There could be a complete swerve where Baron Corbin wins the match only for the sole purpose for Brock Lesnar to come out, get the title back on him so he can run Thursday nights on Fox. That's the only scenario that I see other than Seth Rollins winning. Yeah. yeah. So, so, million dollar question, who's the special guest referee? Who is the special guest referee? I have one that makes sense, and I have one that makes no sense that's in my fantasy booking mind, but only makes sense from a social media standpoint. Which one do you want? Um, The first one. Okay. I think it's going to be Shane McMahon. Oh, okay. I think it's going to be Shane McMahon only because, you know, he's been going at Roman. I think they're going to throw a swerve and put even more heat on, on Shane McMahon by screwing with, Roman, with, with Roman's brother, Seth Rollins. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So okay. I can see that that makes the most sense to me. Okay. And yeah, and the other reason? Okay. Fantasy booking Bray Wyatt. Let why okay, I didn't know how you were gonna take that, but let me explain. Okay. So in the first the first time we started hearing back from Baron Corbin, I mean God forbid, why are we talking about him still? <laughs> God, Bray Wyatt. The yeah. first time we started seeing Bray Wyatt again. You know, he was very mysterious with his tweets. Yeah. And one of the tweets uh, that he said was, has anybody seen Seth Rollins? I'd like to apologize to him for my past behavior. Maybe we can even be friends again. Oh, okay. okay. Look it up. It was there. I read it. If we're good, like I said, in my fantasy booking mind, this kid, the, the, Bray Wyatt is chasing for for the apology, you know, to apologize to Seth Rollins. What better way to do it than Seth Rollins is knocking out every every possible person that he can to knock them out as special guest referee. Not soft Shane McMahon, and Shane McMahon is not going to do it. Vince McMahon, because we need that extra pop for stopping grounds, comes out and says, look, I, you have literally knocked out every single person from here to Timbuktu to make, to make a special guest referee. You've put me in no other choice. You've given me no other position. Here is your special guest referee. Lights go out. You see the mask come on on the Titan Tron, whatever music he's going to have. <laughs> the, God, hope the God is not the Firefly Funhouse theme song. Please don't do that to him. <laughs> please, don't, yeah, I, that's, that's that's please don't do it. And the next thing you know, here's Bray Wyatt in the mask and, and the stripes. Then he could be the number one contender or whatever. Yeah, I didn't think of that. You bring you bring him in in his first program as Seth Rollins. Hey, I'm sorry about you know I'm sorry about everything that you know I did to you. You know he puts on the good guy persona and then his bad side comes out, attacks Seth Rollins. Well, you know that we go from there. That is That's very good. That's yeah, that, I like that. I like that. I didn't think of that. I think I'm gonna ride with that one, Bray Wyatt. Because not only am I a Dolph Ziggler, Mark, I'm a Bray Wyatt, Mark. You know, I don't know how I feel about this whole fire, Firefly Funhouse thing. I'm still a little iffy on that. I guess I understand it more now that they keep doing it, but I still don't like it. <laughs> iffy, let him in. 
Hurt and heal on his gloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the slip knot mask. Yeah, you know, I, I just, get it, but I don't. I don't like the whole playing with kids gimmick. It's just weird to me. But that's the. But it's supposed to be. It's supposed to do that though. It's supposed to like. Yeah, okay. This, yeah. Okay. It's supposed to be paper. I get it. But yeah, this is still a little. You're supposed to have that little unnerving feeling, like. I get the same thing like when I see those kids, like the time when he was uh when he was doing the limbo and the kids are holding the bar and those kids just like their faces are just full yeah, of Yeah, yeah, that was genius right there. Had a, was, he's not smiling. I thought I was genius. I'm thinking of looking at one of the kids from Save the Children fine. <laughs> <laughs> like you're supposed to it's a if it, I think that's what he's going for. Like if you had that unsettling feeling, like that's what he's going for. But he also, but it's also like he's trying to keep your attention because there's so he, everything that he's doing is deliberate. There's nothing wasted on this. Everything that he's doing has a meaning that either we're either we're not paying attention to or we're just not catching it. Right, right, right. Peak right. of his character, like that's why everybody's so good because everybody's still trying to figure him out. And I feel like with this boost, like you know, I think. Some people would agree, like, if you're going to bring Bray Wyatt back, that's probably not, like, putting him in, a, you know, putting him in a referee's uniform, probably not the way to do it. Hey, I get that. Like I said, this is just from my perspective. But to me, oh, my gosh, like, I think that would be, I, I love his, I love his character. I can't wait to see him, uh, about if he doesn't, I truly believe that if he does not premiere tonight, we're going to see him tomorrow night. Yeah, and because I was sitting here thinking, can they just show his little uh, funhouse thing, how they was going to bring him in, and that's a good way to bring him in. I didn't think of that. Bring him in as a special guest referee for the world title match. You know. Have a lot of after the whole match. Yeah, yeah. One yeah, that's a, yeah, I'm going to ride with that one. I'm going to ride with that one. I was thinking either Brock Lesnar I was thinking Brock Lesnar, like I said, all the people that Seth Rollins attacked throughout the weeks could come out and be like a special enforcer or a special ring announcer and all that stuff. But the Bray Wyatt one, I like that. I like that idea. Now, my fantasy bookings have, like, never been all – I have a decent record. But I'll tell you what, and I feel like – I feel like this is like one of those random swerves that have been like going to turn around and come true because I had the same feeling and I can't remember what it was. I think it was King of the Ring 95 okay. with uh, Bret Hart with Bret Hart and Jerry the King Lawler. Kiss my uh, foot match. Huh? The kiss my foot match. Yes. Dude, I caught I, 95 were like what? I think it was like 86. In fact, I was nine years old. It was in fourth grade, I think. Dude, I called this match before it even happened. When Brett got when when uh Brett had won that match, when Brett won the match and he had hurt himself, he had hurt himself. Uh, Jerry the King Lauder had like hurt his leg, real bad. Okay. He had taken him back, and I told my mom, I said he's hurt. I said he's gonna come back. And he's going to play like he's hurt. He's going to come out like he's limping. And then he's going to fool Jerry Lawler. He's going to come back and his leg's going to be fine. He's going to beat him up. My mom said, okay. Bret Hart comes limping down the walkway. Jerry, Jerry the King Lawler's just laughing at him, laughing at him. Out of nowhere, he picks up he picks up a little jog and puts weight on his leg. And, wants to, and Jerry Lawler's face is like, what the F is going on here? And my mom was shocked because I caught that match. I had that exact same feeling about tonight. I could be wrong, and I don't care if I'm wrong. But I will tell you what. If Ray Wyatt comes out that walkway in a referee uniform, I'm going to mark out. You'll, Shay, you're probably going to hear me. I don't, <laughs> you're probably yeah, going to hear me from wherever I am. Yeah. Yeah, you might hear me too. You know, like I said, I'm a big Bray Wyatt fan. I got Bray Wyatt. I got a little Eric Warren sheet mask hanging up right now. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, so good. All right, so, dude, we got seven minutes left. Is there anything that you want to rant about? Anything about stomping grounds you want people, you know, to know about your personal opinion? What? Speak your mind. Um, not really, unless they got some questions for us. Um, uh, but all in all, I'm waiting for because see, I think you should build towards the big pay per views, like these minor pay per views, stomping grounds, and and. All these other little ones, I think that builds towards the big pay per view. So I'm looking at this to see how they're gonna build towards SummerSlam. Yeah, we've got extreme rules coming up uh, after Stomping Grounds. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think they got more stories to tell, especially with uh, Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. <clears throat> I want to see where their stories are going to go and where they're headed at. Yeah, um, yeah, you got to give me a table match between those two. That's why I said they should be in a street fight tonight. <clears throat> Those are two heavy-hitting guys, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> excuse me, they, you know, they're making it personal, which is always good because it makes it feel like it's real. Really right. quick, going back to WrestleMania, when AJ Styles went up against Randy Orton, did you see the promo that they cut on each other? Yes. Yes. And, and AJ Styles said, when I was wrestling in high schools and arenas, you were in the WWE getting suspended for felon drug tests and the crowd just said, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I like I like stuff like that because it's like, oh, they hit below the belt now. They actually say personal things. Like, we yeah. all want some work, but when you throw something personal in there like that, it, it becomes more of a, maybe they're going to take liberties with each other and we're going to actually get a shoot fight in there, you know? <laughs> Right, we had yeah, like uh, with the 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 rap battle between the Usos and and the yeah. new and the yeah. Usos, uh, the the sex tape between Xavier and Page. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. man! <laughs> hey, you know the meme where somebody says a sick bird and everybody's on them like, oh, oh yeah, that was me. That was yeah, me. yeah. I, I like stuff like that because it makes it seem um. I, I'm not. I'm not going to say real or fake, but it makes it seem more believable. Right. Right. So, you know, I, I want to see what's going to happen with them. Uh, I want to see where Bailey's going to go with the title, um, and if Sasha Banks does come back. Uh, I honestly, we didn't bring her up for poor Oscar, man. Like Oscar lost that title to Charlotte, and then we haven't seen her since. She's doing a tag team thing, but Oscar is like that. I think she's a cash cow. Oh man, and before and you know what I'm I'm gonna rant about I'm gonna rant about that for a second. But I first wanna say, speaking of women, speaking of women wrestlers, you guys come back on Wednesday. We're gonna put up a pot we're gonna put up another potty for you. And with this one, we're gonna name our top ten favorite female wrestlers. The women's of all time. All time. All we are industries. It, we're the, we are talking everybody of everybody from back then till now till every promotion. It doesn't matter. Both of us put together a fire list, and we cannot wait to share it with you guys. And make sure after the show, you guys let us know if we who you know what your top ten is, or who you think what number should have been what. But back to Oscar. I I've never I, I haven't been that person that's like oh that person should go to AEW that person should go to AEW that person should should go to AEW because I don't want AEW to turn into WWE 2.0 but my God please give me Oscar and AEW because the way they are doing her oh my gosh is making me so mad you who went on an undefeated streak, carried the undefeated streak from NXT to WWE, have her lose to, to Charlotte for no other reason than to hurry up and get Charlotte faster to breaking her dad's record, world championship record. Give her, as a consolation, the, uh, the championship again in the, ladder, in, the, uh, in the triple threat ladder match to only have her lose it to Charlotte again? Yeah. When she's one of the workhorses here in WWE? Oh, my gosh. Oscar, sweetheart, please get the hell out of there. First yeah. you have to be AEW. You can go to you, you go New Japan kill the game. That, that's fine. That's fine by me, too. You can go that be you, you and Okada can have, like, a, a 12-star match. Screw Meltzer and his seven stars. 
you can have a match with Okada, a 12-star match with Okada, and get over way more than what WWE is doing you. It's a sin and a shame. It's absolute BS. And I and I feel like they're only going to look at her once at once all these other female wrestlers leave. If Oscar if if Oscar is faithful and decides to stay there, you better throw her every single freaking time. She better be Oscar two belts. <laughs> I hear that. Uh, all right, I'm done because we only got a couple of seconds left. Shaybo, tell them where they can find you, bro. Find me on Facebook at Shaybo. It's a picture of me. I have a red shirt on. Or you can find me at Instagram at All Power to the People. That's A W L P W R P P L. No, wait. A W L P W R T D A P P L. That's a mouthful. If, if you don't know, just we'll, we'll give our information later on. <laughs> and also, you can find me on Facebook too, Eric Big Grizz Billups. You can find me also on Instagram, lineage underscore of underscore excellence. We are the Hot Tag Podcast, and thank you guys for listening to us. Until Wednesday, enjoy stomping grounds. <laughs>